0: And so you never know who you're going to meet and how the path is going to unfold. So it's just doing the act and seeing what happens.
1: Welcome to The Lavendaire Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. Hi, my loves! Welcome back to the Lavender Lifestyle. It's Eileen. Today's episode is about the creative and mindful path. So first, I want to wish you all a very happy holiday season. I hope you guys are taking care of yourself, giving love to yourself and to your loved ones around you. And before we get into the interview, I want to remind you to check out the 2021 Artist of Life Workbook, a guided journal that I created to help you plan your most intentional and inspiring year with exercises on self-discovery, self-love, and life design. It's a tool to take you from where you are to where you want to be. So you can check that out at shop.lavendaire.com. Our guest on the show today is Sorelle Amor. Sorelle is a storyteller through the use of photo and video, as well as a business person who, since 2016, has inspired her millions of followers around the globe to ditch the idea of being a starving artist and pursue an authentic and unusual life worth writing about. Sorelle has been featured in numerous global media outlets, including Forbes and Business Insider. Currently, she's delving into a more spiritual path, learning witchcraft, slow living, holistic health and energies, true to her forever evolving and unpredictable nature. Hello, Sorrel. Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle. Thank you so much for
0: being here. How are you? I am so good, and thank you for having me. I'm thrilled, thrilled, thrilled Th- to meet Thank so you so
1: much. <laughs> I love your energy right now. I'm so excited to hear about your life and all the changes, but before we get into that, tell us all about your story on how you
0: became an artist and a storyteller. Mm, I guess I fell in love with sharing my life and thoughts and I found ways of doing it in a maybe a slightly unique way that captures people's attention and um, it was more the I think more or less it was my enthusiasm about my life that people were drawn to and everything I was doing so I'd say that's like sh- sharing stories this is an innate thing that we do but then packaging them mm-hmm. that's a whole new ball game and it was just years of practice on how to do it really well and then as a profession to become an artist and storyteller. Right. So it, yeah, it took, took time to just hone my skill, but yeah. I mean, what did it start with exactly? What was
1: your first skill and then how did you end up on YouTube? Mm, my first
0: skill would be business, actually. Uh, I wasn't mm. anything related to art. I thought I was the least artistic person in the entire world. I thought my family's quite artistic and I thought it skipped a generation. I thought I had no creative bone in my body. And I'm actually very grateful that I had this beginning as a business person and an uh, entrepreneur. I was trying Mm -hmm. at the beginning to be an entrepreneur, you know, starting little websites here and there. But I honestly thought that art was not something I was, that was part of my bone structure. And and then one day I was meditating for 10 days at uh, a silent meditation retreat called Vipassana. And for some reason, it just said, call your friend, Sasha, and ask to be her intern. And my, my friend, Sasha, she's a photography, uh, mm. she does photography, amazing photography in Sydney, Australia. And I did, and it was such a weird conversation because I didn't understand where it came from and why on earth this business person was meant to be an intern as a photography intern. But I did, and it worked out. And it ended up being one of the greatest things that ever happened to me because I mean, it was photography, it unleashed the art aspect in me, yeah. but then I'm so grateful for my beginnings as a business person because that's what I, I think that's what has given me the success because I see both sides and it's a balanced view mm-hmm. and I never wanted the starving artist's life whatsoever. So I was always juggling these two roles of I myself. See. Yeah, that's slowly, slowly. I was just t- taking f- photos and enjoying the process of that. And then, I don't know, this voice in the back of my head just said, do YouTube. And I had no idea why again, <laughs> but I did, and I. It was horrible. The first first videos, my first photos, everything, everything I did was just so bad at the start. And uh, and for some reason, people started enjoying it more and more, and uh, here we are now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, how long were you doing YouTube and putting out content until you realized, like, wow, this is a full time career? Like, did was it slow? Did it happen instantly? What was that journey like? I would say it's.
0: It was sort of fast. Uh, I, mm. I, was, I was unemployed at the time though, so I didn't have anything to, to lose. I had just <laughs> spent months and months and months saving up and traveling to Iceland um, and living in Iceland, just jumped ship and I decided to go from Australia to Europe and see what happens and I was in Iceland with my savings, I had some savings with nothing to do, stuck in the middle of nowhere just because of the situation and I had nothing to do, so I was like... Mm this thing said do YouTube and so I started making these really bad short films (laughs) and it was amazing because one big German YouTuber saw one of those videos somehow because the universe is crazy and does weird things and because of she saw my really bad video where I was interviewing horses (laughs) and uh Then she just decided to go for a trip, hang out, and we ended up being good friends, so she helped me with YouTube and helped me grow to 80,000 subscribers. And then I won the best job on the planet, which was to travel three months um, full-time around the world and get paid for it, traveling to 15 luxurious destinations around the world, and that was insane. But that only got me to 100,000, not only, but it got me to 100,000, so I grew by about 20,000 during that trip, which – I was actually a little shocked about, it. I thought maybe I'd grow more. So I was, I was almost disappointed. Uh, but I always knew that, you know, YouTube was something that I kept being called to. So I just kept going and going and going. And I had my schedule of two videos a week. I never let it slip and I found topics that people liked or were interested in and somehow managed to jump on a growing uh, trend of photography and I had my own slant on it, which was uh, self-portrait photography. And then it just kept growing and growing and growing and growing and, now I'm here. That's
1: amazing. Well, it sounds like you were like you followed all the signs, and because you fall, you're you stay true to what you know where you were being led. Like all these opportunities came and happened for you,
0: which is really amazing. Mm. I think that's, but that's the weird thing about the universe is that yeah. you don't, you shouldn't actually create ever with the intention of growing in a way, but it should be, it should be for the art. Because I I created because I wanted to create, and then people kept landing in my path that helped Mm -hmm. me in a way. So people, I think people are always like, but how do you do it? What are the steps that you take? And I don't know if that's it because you don't know who's going to come in your life that, I mean, I'm even traveling with my videographer right now and we've been speaking for three years because I saw one video that he posted on he did a music video for someone and I heard the song. I love the music video. And then I somehow found him. And three years later, I've met him once, but I invited him on this trip to, to Tanzania that I'm on right now. And so you never know who you're going to meet <laughs> yeah. and how the path is going to unfold. So it's just doing the act and seeing what happens. Oh, I love that.
1: Yeah, it's, mm. it's less about planning the how-to steps, but really just following your heart in a way. You're following that intuition, following the signs, and then things will happen.
0: hmm Yeah, I really believe that.
1: Another thing that I like about you that I can relate to is the difficulty of labeling yourself because you have all these different parts of you, right? You're creative, you're a business person, you like this and this (laughs) and this. And I mean, what is that like? How are you able to manage that? And How do you feel about just, how do you feel now
0: about all your varied interests? I'm so interested to hear what your answer would be for this because it's such a tough one. (laughs) What have you done? I mean,
1: I feel like it's a blessing. I... In the well, it, for me, it was like a long journey of figuring out what what thing it is I actually want to do because mm-hmm. I, I liked everything. I like music, acting, and business, and creativity, and it's a journey of self discovery because all these passions are actually going to help you in your career. And Mm. I found that at least with YouTube, I put so many pieces together. Like my background in music comes when I'm editing audio Mm -hmm. for videos and my background in like, I went to business school and that I actually do use in my life now. So all the different pieces, even though they seem so different,
0: they all come together to, to contribute to who Mm -hmm. you are. I agree with that. Yeah. And it's nice because especially as my own boss, and really being a, like a proper boss. I mean, sometimes I have to snap out of it and be like, Sorel, when you were young, this is what you dreamt of. This is what you wanted to do. And when you are your own boss and you run your own show, you have to wear so many hats. And if you mm-hmm. label yourself too much or put yourself too much in a small box, it's, it limits you from, I mean, you have to wear hats when you're being your own boss and being a creative and look outside the square of what could work and how to make it work for you and for the audience and, and so forth. But aside from that, it, because in marketing terms, and maybe you experienced it being in business school, I studied business major in marketing. They tell you, you know, niche, niche, niche. And that was so Mm. hard because I believed it. (laughs) I believed it. And I took it on and I was like, okay, yes. But it's so hard because it feels like like, you want to share so much more. You just want to have a conversation in general to people and be like, "I, I there's so much I want to say, but people are like, oh, but you only know photography and you only know yeah. travel. Because
1: it's easier for people to label you as one thing. Yeah. It just makes it easier for the audience. Exactly. But it, obviously, no one is just one thing. Mm-hmm. We're all a lot of things, right? So, so do you still believe in like niching down or how do you see that?
0: I do believe in niching down in terms of if you want to grow faster in any business. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I, especially when you're starting Oh, a thousand percent because you you can't, people are not going to be able to find you if you're doing 10 million different things. And because they might just be looking for a particular thing. And if you're doing Mm -hmm. everything, it's just not going to gain any traction. So I do actually see that, but now I'm yeah. finally in a stage that I don't know if I necessarily want to get found more. I just want to contribute more depth mm. to people's lives in a way. So I think now yeah. that I've sort of established myself, I want to strip back a little bit of that niche, niche, niche and expand into being surreal.
1: <laughs> I love that. I, I think it's your time to do so because you you've grown to a certain point where you're like, okay, I don't need to be the photographer. I yeah. can be myself mm-hmm. now
0: yeah and i'm I mean also I'm very bad at faking things, so my interest mm-hmm. in photography is kind of dwindled away and oh, I really yeah I, I don't like it's all right, and I'm pretty okay <laughs> oh. at it, but right at yeah. this point in time, it's the enthusiasm is not there so i'm I mean, I posted I think maybe twenty times on Instagram this year. I think I've pulled out my camera for photography reasons so few mm-hmm. times, but I also see these like lulls as a time to look at other things it's obviously mm-hmm. my I'm not being challenged I'm not growing by doing something that I'm not, have been doing for the longest time so it's an opportunity to learn something something new because if you're not being challenged yeah. if you're not growing that's it's so boring
1: <laughs> yeah no I love this I want to hear about this shift so where has your time been going in 2020 and how do you feel not? doing photography as much like not posting as much Mm,
0: well that's a very interesting answer for me where do I feel not posting as much I have almost 2020 I've just been sad a lot I think it's been such a heavy year that I've spent Mm. a lot of my majority inwards and actually just being sad and not knowing anything or what's going on and just being very confused So in terms of (laughs) anything external, I don't think I've done anything great or grand, but I think I've grown up a lot and I've learned a lot of things about myself and who I am and I've tackled really, really big challenges of, you know, emotional growth, family, fixing some family stuff and then just like also on the boss side, like doing investing and business structuring, so really high level technical things as well. So. So on the external, it probably looks like I'm doing nothing, but I feel like I've done so much this year. But it's it's not something I can, I don't feel that's inclined okay. to post I, I about.
1: <laughs> yeah, because sometimes you want to go inward and work on the things behind yeah. the scenes, and that's just as
0: much work as the work in front of the you know in front it's of the camera. It's so much work, and it it's also not. I didn't yeah. want to do this; like it just happened, and and I was <laughs> I, I was battling yeah. for maybe two and a half, three years now, just trying to push past it instead of listening to my body saying oh oh you want me to slow down I just kept going and going and going and going mm-hmm. and going. so mm-hmm. that's been a also just accepting that I am not a workaholic anymore like I was and I am not driven yeah. by the same results that I was which was views and growth and followers and all that jazz and I think 2020 I also realized that celebrities I, the status of like social media and how important it was in my life it just slipped away <laughs> Because I've been with you know, I've been away from my family for almost a year now, a year and a half maybe. And I mm-hmm. I miss that and and it seems like almost as if social media just doesn't carry the same weight as it used to. So I've I've mm-hmm. lost it's like the delusion, the veil of social media and the obsession yes. with it has has gone for a while. And and I, I think I need to um yeah, tap in and figure out what I wanna do with this platform, if anything, because Because Mm -hmm. it's just, I don't want to, I don't want to contribute noise in a way. And I want to make sure that I'm doing it for the right reasons now
1: yeah I love that. I appreciate you for being conscious and just being in tune with what you want to do because I've related to that so much this year especially mm-hmm. i've I've just been on social media a lot less, even though it is my job. just you don't want to contribute to the noise and it's also i think this year I've seen the value of living your life in real time like with yeah. the real people in your life making those real <laughs> connections and it's the i think the stronger your connections are offline, the less you need those online Mm. like external validation sort of things right Yeah, it's like my friendships are so much stronger this year and like i don't care about the view count or the like like mm-hmm. count on instagram and things like that and i think moving forward it's like how do we do social media consciously mm. right how do we it's still a tool and it's still amazing but it's not what it used to be not
0: at all it just doesn't carry the weight and i'm so grateful that we are yeah. all learning this lesson now i like i still have my yeah. spirit spurts of moments where I'm addicted and I'm on the phone too much and then I'm like wait Mm -hmm. why like what have I actually Mm -hmm. gained from this and the answer is usually nothing (laughs) and it's amazing (laughs) because I think from our perspective our job is really great that we can go online and post away and then get offline like we don't actually need to be present Mm -hmm. on there very much and and yeah I I shouldn't be doing this, but I I encourage my viewers to not be on social media because yeah. I want them to live their life. I want them to have great stories and not just look right. at a screen.
1: And your your channel is about living your life <laughs> in the world. Like you're all about that, so yeah, it's not just be about being stuck on your phone. No, and
0: I think also now being in Tanzania, I was just they they don't. It's just so cool to see after school all the kids all the boys were on the beach. There was like maybe a hundred boys playing football, soccer, like just having the best time for, I think five hours. They were so active. They were having so much fun. They were laughing, they were tackling each other. And it was just so refreshing to see people living instead of, Mm -hmm. you know, you see other kids their age and they don't go outside they sit on their phone all the time and that includes me let's be yeah. frank <laughs> like i will yeah. be more likely to sit on my phone than do anything else it's, it's the, the you know it's mm-hmm.
1: it's the easy thing to it's, do it's It's comfortable.
0: so easy to do and then you think that you're mm-hmm. not interested in doing these things like playing with your friends or you know doing whatever even though i know this year is very hard to do that but it's but you convince yourself because you don't get, it's not as easy to get the dopamine hits when you are Mm -hmm. with your friends like (laughs) when you're it's just that I mean social media is incredibly addictive so we're all battling against a giant giant machine here so it's it's gonna be hard
1: yeah but I I do think a lot more people are waking up to Mm. this This episode is sponsored by ConvertKit, the email marketing software for online creators who want to grow a fan base, promote their work, and build a meaningful relationship with their audience. I've been using ConvertKit for three years now, and it's been essential for growing the Lavender community. The email designer helps me share exclusive updates about our latest projects, like the new 2021 Artist of Life workbook, all in clean, simple emails that are quick and easy to create. ConvertKit's free plan also lets you build custom landing pages to showcase your project's in minutes, and personalize your emails for an extra special touch. If you want to connect with your audience in an easy and meaningful way, go to convertkit.com/slash lifestyle to sign up for a free account. That's spelled C-O-N-V-E-R-T-K-I-T.com/slash lifestyle to help you get started on growing your audience today. Let's talk about where you see life heading after 2020. Well, okay. <laughs> you know, where mm-hmm. are you turning to? I, I heard you're getting more into spirituality, sustainable living. What does that mean? Uh, spirituality.
0: I don't, uh, mm-hmm. I think I, right, that, that's what I'm getting into more. Uh, spirituality, I think in terms of, because I don't want it to go into this the hippie realm of like, uh, you know, I'm floating and whatever happens, happens. I still want to be grounded and and be on earth and experience living but I think spirituality, in terms of feeling more into my body, listening to my intuition, feeling the energies of other people, um, being present with the conversations, um, I have started uh, praying to the universe and small things like this, just to, I don't know, to it all. It all comes back to just getting to know myself better, um, because praying ultimately, if it's praying to someone, I'm I'm not religious. I believe in the universe, but it's. It, it, I'm almost just praying to myself and putting things out, taking my thoughts and putting them into a cohesive sentence, which what I think praying is really good for and just being grateful for, you know, the water that I have, the earth. Um, and then sustainability. I I just, I I think there's no way forward. And it's actually super exciting that we're all becoming more in tune with mother nature and just realizing that our footprint has been, Quite intense, really hardcore, and the mm-hmm. consumeristic behavior and thinking that we need more and more and more. I, I've I've always been really into less. I mean, I'm more of a minimalist than, than mm-hmm. not. Uh, but I, I think I just want to turn it up extra with, you know, figuring out how to grow your own food and how to have a house that is you know, off-grid and completely self-s- self-sufficient, self yeah. which is just beautiful. Because imagine, you know, you wake up, you're like, oh, I'm hungry. Let's walk down to the orchard and get an apple. Like, how cool is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I love it. It's <laughs> so nice. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I think also the big opportunity of what's happening that I, I'm i just snapping out of and realizing now for the entire world is the majority of people now that were working in offices, offices oh, yeah. are ceasing to exist. And it's weird because... I was the one that had been, I was like pushing everyone, just saying like the nine to five, the way it is, isn't working. Like you don't need to be in an office sitting behind a desk. It doesn't make sense. And Mm -hmm. I've said this for so many years and now we're at a stage where that's literally what's happening and it's never going to go back to what it was. And then I was I'm like, it's so exciting because people have, a lot of people know that I travel almost full time and now I have a house. Um, And now this year I haven't traveled much, but my life has been experiencing different cultures. And uh, so I'm like promoting to my, to my audience, like, this is your, this might be your chance to see what it's like to live somewhere else and, and on the same time zone, but do your work. This is, this could be the golden ticket for you to experience life in a different dimension and, and not be stuck in a city which doesn't really create a fulfilling environment for anyone to thrive. So I, I, I feel it's obviously not attainable for anyone, everyone, but I've never been able to be a, obtainable to everyone. My lifestyle is quite unique and it's, and I just know that people also are going to be like, Oh, but you're, you know, you're in this situation, this can't apply to everyone. So I, I'm aware that it's not for everyone, but the people that can, it's just a golden opportunity mm. that, I recommend because once you live a fulfilling dream, you want to bring others along on the journey with you. Yeah,
1: No, I totally see that trend because more and more people are working remote. People that used to have to Mm -hmm. travel because they're like consultants or something, like they don't have to do that. They could have always done their work remote. And so more people Mm -hmm. will be living that like digital nomad lifestyle I mean right now it might be more difficult to travel still but I see the world has shifted and it it's forced us to change so fast this year but Mm -hmm. I I do think that it it is for the better because we had to break down those old structures right because you think of Mm -hmm. like going into the office that was needed before the internet and you know Mm -hmm. after the internet it just stayed that way so Mm -hmm. the world is
0: forcing us forward Uh, yeah exactly and I mean we don't we can't predict the future but that's just something that I realized a a couple of days ago that this is a really it's like my dream come true Mm because I think travel and live not even travel it's not travel because I don't necessarily think that the way that I used to travel was really bad like it was dumb and it was it was just dumb it was fast-paced every three days I Mm I was traveling a different house a different country like it was just dumb but what I celebrate now is building up communities in certain places and staying for a longer period of time and actually feeling what it's like to be living in a different yeah. place and that makes you a lot more compassionate and loving and understanding of the, everybody. Yeah. So I do think that living overseas or living in a different part of your country it makes you a better human. Yes, I agree. <laughs> so I'm excited for people to experience this because I think it actually will help Humanity Uh in some way, it doesn't seem, it's not like the obvious answer, but I can't speak for all the answers. I can only speak from my truths Mm -hmm. and what I've seen that, that travel has done for me and what it could do for others. So I don't have the answers of what it's going to help for, how health is going to change or how anything else I can only give. Answers from my expertise, mm-hmm. and this is what I think is going to shift massively. Yeah,
1: and what concrete tips can you give others for more mindful travel? So, like you, just, you said, staying longer, living in another place mm. for a certain period of time. Like, what other things contribute to having a like a more mindful travel experience?
0: Yeah, I'm trying to encompass as many people as possible. Back in the day, I was like, eh, "Just go; yeah, it like, doesn't matter, travel anywhere." But I, I do think it's you don't need to travel overseas, like. I, I don't think you need to go very far so because a lot of people can't mm. and I think even changing lo- just changing your location of where your house is I, I think that having a, a a house is not even that necessary <laughs> so experiencing different homes and living in different homes and communities and volunteer I mean mm-hmm. for everyone to make it as accessible for as many people as possible volunteering on, on, in different places around the world, in your country, you're not only experiencing life as like you're more in the community. You're not just going there to take, you're actually giving uh, f- f- g- giving back. And I am now, I don't like this kind of travel that I've done previously, just like, oh, wow, it's mm. pretty. I get really bored of that because yeah. I've noticed that more or less anywhere around the world, it's the same-ish story in most mm. places that the, the the world is very similar and it's becoming culturally what it's, mm-hmm. it's' becoming one overarching culture I think so by being able to volunteer you're more in the community and getting to know the people on the ground yeah. uh, so volunteering definitely staying for longer because this this travel of just like one week take some photos go back it's just it's just crazy it's very on the surface it's very yeah. surface and you're not actually yeah. you're not traveling you're just I mean you, you're staying in a resort or it's just Mm -hmm. it's I don't know it's not it's not my favorite
1: exactly like I think it's these are separate types of experiences some people just want to do the resort thing and relax for a week and then Mm. but you're talking about actually like experiencing the people the culture the community and what I loved about what you said is you're not traveling just to take like also think about giving right how can you Mm -hmm. give to the place that you're going to because I, I think most people they travel to to gain something. They're like, "Oh, I paid mm-hmm. for this trip. I'm just gonna go and I'm gonna eat everything. I'm gonna see everything, yeah. and, and then I'm gonna leave. I'm entitled to it. And I've done, <laughs> you know, I do that too sometimes. But uh, yeah. I love, I love that new perspective of like, okay, what can I give?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's cool because even here when, I, when I'm in Tanzania, and you know, I'm just the Muzungu that apparently has lots of cash. Like that's all I'm seen as a, as a white tourist. Muzungu mm-hmm. is like a white yeah. tourist that has lots of cash, and I'm like, uh, but I want to know the people, so Mm. that's why I'm now traveling up to um, Arusha, and I'm going to be, you know, staying with uh, the locals, where they are working together as a community, the Sedai design, and they are, uh, with the Maasai women, they're creating jewelry within the community, and so I will get to know the people, and I'll help to spread awareness of what they're doing, Mm. people can go volunteer there, like, there's just, there's just so much more life experiences and depth that you get if you are there to say like hey how can I help Mm -hmm. (laughs) you you'll get so much more from your travels rather than just an Instagram pic um in in front of a blue beach it's like it's so much it'll change your world it'll change the world
1: yeah how do you typically find these opportunities like do do you just what do you search for people who actually want to do this (laughs)
0: Uh, Well, my first long term travel was uh, when I was volunteering in Canada for six months. And I just found a volunteer organization, which, Mm -hmm. by the way, I had to pay at the time, I had to pay like $6,000 to just go and volunteer. But I had to you know, stand on the corner and raise the money, mm-hmm. stand on the corner. I mean, as in like sell sausages at the time and <laughs> raffle tickets. And so I was doing small things as a little 17-year-old kid being oh. like, I think I can make it to Canada. And so yeah. I, I raised my, my cash that way just so I could go to Canada and help volunteer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but nowadays, like you have Wolfing, you have all these amazing sites available um, that will give you access to these volunteer opportunities. And then Google – Oh, no, sorry. Instagram is a really great resource for that as well. Just if you find beautiful community, ma- community efforts that people are doing, most likely there's a way that you can volunteer as well. So if any country, that I, there's no set formula of how to find these opportunities. Um, but, yeah, Google trying to, I don't know, find amazing companies on Instagram in the local areas that you want to go to and then just ask like, hey, is there anything that I can help with? Mm. Yeah. I love that. Could that. Be one it, it's of like really it. yeah.
1: thinking outside the box because these opportunities, they don't really show up you know, anywhere. You kind of have to look for them. And mm-hmm. I think if you mean to look for it, the opportunity will come to you. Yeah, as, definitely. as you and then were talking
0: about. Yeah, and then yeah. having something to give. So not just like, hey, like I wanna come and just stay and hang out. It's like, hey, I noticed that um this is these are my skills. For example, mine could be photography, videography. I have these skills, and I'd like to take some photos and videos. I noticed that maybe you could have some improvement in your social media. Like it seems to be struggling. I'm actually quite good at that. Is there a way that I could come and stay for a little while and see what you do? Mm-hmm. Uh, potentially, that could be that could be a way to do it. Yeah, that coming coming with something valuable to offer. That's I mean I think life moving forward is always going to be about like what can you offer someone Mm -hmm. because that's what helps strengthen the relationships as well. That's what makes life more fulfilling. I think we've all lived in the era before 2020 of like me, 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 me. What's best for me? And Mm. we noticed that that's not working and it feels very empty. So now we're an opportunity to work together as community because we've realized that we are all one because we're all getting affected by this. Yeah, no one is exempt. So we're all one. So how can we help each other Each other to move into a world that is more community-minded and supportive and loving and not just about
1: me, me, yes, me. Totally. Awesome, Sorrell. So lastly, I have some rapid-fire questions that I ask all of our guests on the show. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. All right, Sorrel, what does your dream life look like?
0: Um, the one that I'm living, I, I bet. You sound like you
1: live an amazing life.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's hard as well at times, but I, all in all, I am the luckiest person in the world. So yeah, yeah. The, the life that I'm living.
1: Love it. What is one book or resource that you recommend
0: to everybody? Ooh, The Alchemist and the Richest Man in Babylon, Learning Finances. Ooh. Please, for the love, I love both of those. Yeah, yeah, please, for the love of God, please learn financial management. It's it may seem boring, but it's going to change your entire world, and it's the ticket to freedom. Mm-hmm. That's what I think.
1: Love it. What is one habit that has changed your life?
0: <laughs> this is something I learned this year. Is it a habit though? Yeah, maybe. Um, if I'm sad, it's okay to be sad instead of being sad that I'm sad. Mm, just
1: letting yourself feel
0: it. Yeah, exactly. Feeling the emotions and going through the process and then you'll come out on the other side feeling much better.
1: That's such a healthier way to deal with it. Instead of feeling sad that you're sad, it's unnecessary.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did that for too many years in my life. What is the best life or career advice that you've ever gotten? The first thing that came to me to me was my friend, Sasha. She said to me, everything I touch turns to gold. And when I heard that, it was such a beautiful thing that she said. And even though I don't necessarily think I believe that mm-hmm. <laughs> I have started to say that to myself, as well as I'm the luckiest person in the world, um, because you make your yeah. own luck. And if you keep repeating these things to yourself, I feel like it is going to um, show up yes. in your life. So it's You're like self-belief attracting it. yes. Yeah, self in yourself and just reinforcing something that you want to be true all the time, instead of mm-hmm. something that you like, don't reinforce things that you don't like about yourself or you yeah. don't like about your life.
1: <laughs> well, the more you believe it in yourself, the more other people can feel it. Because when you say that, I feel that about you.
0: <laughs> mm, yeah. And I... even if you don't believe it at first, like, I didn't believe it when my friend said that, but I kept saying it. And now I'm like, yeah. hmm, maybe it's true. So, I'm, you know, the belief can come with it. Words mm-hmm. are so powerful. <laughs> awesome. Finish the sentence.
1: The most amazing part about life is? <gasps> oh,
0: living i don't know breathing
1: (laughs) i love it for you it's
0: everything all (laughs) of it it's just you know just what a joy that we have a chance to live out of all the like we have a chance to be alive like that's yeah i mean you're here already Mm -hmm. you might as well figure out not not i know that it's hard enjoy it have
1: fun do something
0: yeah just like just I mean, if you, I guess, if you have the the most enjoyable thing about living is breathing. That's like that's such a base, like a low standard, because we all do it anyway. Um, otherwise, you're dead. So right. it's like, oh, everything on top of that is bonus. <laughs>
1: Wow, I love that perspective. And I'm sure it, it'll it help a lot of people out there. Because, you know, going through this year, 2020, everyone is, mm-hmm. you, you know, you take a lot of things for granted. And mm-hmm. just being grateful for being alive, just breathing. Yeah. And everything yeah. on top is a bonus. Like, I, I love that
0: yeah but even like the the, it's been as I said it's been one of the saddest years of my life but now Mm -hmm. I look back and I'm like oh this was meant to happen so even gratitude for the sad moments because you you can't have all great it's not how it works yeah you grow even more during these sad challenging times exactly and you need them so and they're going to happen so you might as well stop resisting right you can't (laughs) avoid it it's going to happen going to happen.
1: Awesome. Sorelle, where can we find you online? Oh,
0: everything under Sorelle Amore. S-O-R-E-L-L-E-A-M-O-R-E. That's all my um, social channels, everything. And then my website um, under the same name, sorelleamore.com for any further resources.
1: Amazing. Thank you so much. I had so much fun talking to you. You're such a light in That's this awesome. world. And just thank you for all the work that you do.
0: Oh, thank you. Right back at you. Your work is amazing. I love it.
1: All right. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Sorel Amore. Make sure you check her out on all of her socials. So now I just want to wrap up with some takeaways from our conversation. So the first takeaway is how important it is to follow your intuition. Follow the signs, even if they don't make sense, because they will lead you to where you're meant to go. You just have to follow that inkling, follow whatever sign you have in your life, and let things happen. I saw this many times in Sorrel's journey, like how she started just randomly had the idea to work with her photographer friend, which led her down that route of photography. The next takeaway is simply the reminder to be more present and mindful in your life versus getting sucked into social media. I think this is just a theme of this year year especially. I mean, I hope more and more people recognize just how we are not living when we are on autopilot looking at our phones and how important it is to plug into our lives, our real lives, and be just more mindful of the present moment in front of you. The last takeaway is to have more fulfilling travel experiences. So if you can, if your work or lifestyle allows you to, try living somewhere instead of just doing a short trip. Live somewhere. Volunteer somewhere. Ask what you can give rather than only take. That was such a mindset shift for me because I think typically when we travel, it's all about what can I take? What can I eat? What can I see? Let me take, take, take from this location rather than ooh, let me go somewhere and ask, what can I give to this place, right? What can I bring? So that was a really interesting point for me. If you like this episode, feel free to share it on Instagram or Twitter. You can tag me at Lavendaire and also our guest, Sorel Amour. Thank you guys so much. And I will talk to you next time. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. Lastly, you can catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender, where I have even more content for the artist of life. Sending you so much love. Bye.